This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Welcome back. Another week of your favorite, favorite podcast. This is your nursing passion pick-me-up and your favorite lady of of the mic. Uh, I'm going to say that now. Uh, Nurse Ivory. (laughs) And I'm Nurse Ebony, here to bring your PRN dose of refreshments and narcotics. It's a fun one this week. This is kind of messy for me, so it's I'm not going to really jump too much into this. I, I feel like I have a lot to share on this topic. Uh, you know, relationships. But not just relationships. <sighs> work, dating. Oh, girl. Dating at work. It's Or what other people call it, shitting where you eat. Yes. Uh, so many people have told me, <laughs> don't shit where you eat. And I'm like... Yeah, Why not? I know. Well, but but he's so. I got cute. poopery. It's yeah. totally fine. Nobody will ever know. It's fine. It's fine. No, but um, if you've listened to the show before, you know that I was in a twelve-year relationship from the time I was seventeen years old. So I ended up, you know, getting divorced at like twenty-eight with absolutely no dating history whatsoever. That's crazy. Uh, no cray real cray. life experience, and I really no ho phase. Uh, no ho phase. That's just trash. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, but uh, you know, I had all this like newfound attention from men, <laughs> and it felt great. Just pouring in uh, everywhere. I'm it's like, a whoa, man. whoa, this is nice. This is nice. It's <laughs> <a rain man. laughs> Never, uh, not usually the type of men I would like, or the ones that I was interested in. Often, a lot of uh, creepsters, uh, fuck boys. You want to be my sugar baby DM? Back those. I get a lot of those. <laughs> you want me? I'm looking for a sugar baby. Like, what? Who told you that yes. that was the approach? Yes, I really oh, want to know. Even a few like married men slipping into my DMs. <sighs> and I'm like, whatever. But no, we're talking about actually like dating finding your person yes when you clock in right yeah so here's the deal like obviously it's not an ideal thing but Mm. where else do you meet people i mean i think people always say there's such there's i I can't find anybody so if you take out the workplace we're all just gonna be nothing i think my parents um because um my mom remarried years ago, but her current her husband, my my dad, they met at work. Yeah. Now there was my a mom, lot of drama behind them meeting at work. Same. We like should, tons uh, of drama. Like somebody tried to cut my mama in everything. I swear to God. But God. yes, girl, the post office not a place to play with. But um, she met my dad at work, and they dated for some time, and then they ended up getting married and having some more kids, and became this big Brady Bunch family. But there has always been this stigma about like dating somebody right. that you work with because like when you break up or if you break <laughs> up and you just gotta be like, just, what's up? Yeah, what's up? What's my, going on? <laughs> funny. My mother also remarried <laughs> and met somebody at work. See, she was she's a nurse and he's a paramedic. Ooh, they. See, I ain't never work in the ER, but I hear about y'all. Creeping on the paramedics. Well, no, the paramedics creep on oh, us. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, what yes. I hear is the ER nurses be like, oop, it's a new one. 
Oh, no. Ooh, well, he be- fine. There's a lot of young, beautiful paramedics out there, <laughs> but that is a no-no for me. I have a strict rule. No paramedics? No, no paramedics. Why not? No cops, no firefighters. Why? Because they're like journeymen. They're everywhere, especially the paramedics. They like, they're they all stop fuck in. boys. <laughs> they're all fuck boys. Damn. That's, that's I was just trying to help rule. them out. I'm just saying, you know, you, you go a lot of places. You meet Sorry, a lot of guys. people. Sorry, guys. So, uh, you know, that might be a, a broad stroke to paint on all Yikes. of you, but I don't care. Um, we love our paramedic we love and you. cop. And uh, who else you stay? Firefighter. Firefighter. We listeners. love you guys. We respect you guys, but I'm not I fucking did see, you. Okay. I did another travel, another COVID travel to Florida, and they just stuck me in the ER one night because they had nowhere else to put me. And I'm like, slow your roll. I see you, not ER. It was like, well, you can just work kind of like as a paramedic, like just help out the nurses, but you can do more than a paramedic because you're a nurse. So go ahead, hop in. So I'm like trying to help. And then there's a steady stream of paramedics came in. And I'm I'm a married woman, right? So I don't be like looking looking but i be i be looking out the corner of my eye and this one guy walked in he was like six foot four five bald head and i said well hi how are you doing today <laughs> and, Hello, they, and somebody was like he's a new one i said this happens all the time <laughs> like they just come in like, like this? runway models just marching and he i guess he was actually a firefighter um and i was like oh Hi. <laughs> Good evening. Did you did you check out the paramedic room? They just restocked. We have refreshments. It, it was tons of refreshments in there. No <laughs> narcotics, but you know. <laughs> I, I mean, what you need? <laughs> I can get it for you. I mean, you seem pretty busy. I'm not doing much. Like I, I'm just like, is this how it is? Oh. Y'all got the pick of the litter. We that's whole face material down there. ER, get it, it get it what it you is. need. I feel like <laughs> traditionally, the ER attracts very good looking people work there. <laughs> There's a lot of beautiful people that work in ERs across this nation. So shout out to all of you. Is that what all the finest is? You got to venture yeah. down into the ER. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm a newfound single woman in my late 20s, in my prime, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to find someone to connect with. So you, you picked up you picked up the, the I, work pool. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> okay, it was you an know, accident. We all live when you work in the ER. It's a very stressful situation. Mm-hmm. We're often understaffed. We're you know we we. We bond on a deeper level, I think, than a lot of units. And ICU might be the same. I don't. I've never worked Mm-mm. ICU, but I feel I like in the ER, we all, even on friendship levels, we connect on this like deep emotional level. Mm-hmm. So when you meet someone beautiful <laughs> and Hi, gorgeous, also you know really smart and Hi, funny Hi, at work. Handsome. You can't help but like get breakfast with them. Oh, see, that's the After key. Your shift. You gotta stop doing it. So I, you know, work a night shift, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, let's get breakfast. Let's go out. It's like, okay, yeah, let's go okay. to the little brunch and, spot. You know, and and emotions are are high. You're a little tired and messy, and it it gets a little messy. But you know, you get fond memories <laughs> with people. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, is it, that what we're calling this, them? This particular situation got a little messy, I think, because um, neither one of us was in an emotional place to be actually dating. be in a relationship. But we were putting pressure on each other of that 
we never actually technically like became a couple. A couple. And we never came out to the work. It was a secret. But was it a secret? But it wasn't a secret. I don't think it really it is a, a secret. It was it was on the low for a little bit. And then I think people know, right? You can tell by the way you look at you somebody. Know. Um, you know, there's a lot of sexual tension there. But then, you know, things get really fucking messy. And mm. there's like... It's always like that. jealousy. It, yeah. There's, um, you know... There's actually you, nurses that have married after having an affair with each other and then divorcing their spouses that don't work in the hospital and then marry each yeah, other. Yeah. I know at least about five couples like that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, our marriages were on the outs. Were they? <laughs> were they? Like, None of are my we, business. Were they know. really? You okay. Do, you do, mm. you, honey. Divorce I mean, is expensive. It's very expensive. <laughs> um, I know in the ICU... It's more the nurses and the doctors that kind of find themselves mm-hmm. because you have these um, uh, residents, they come, they do their monthly type of Rotations. rotation and they really lean heavily on the nurses in the ICU because they're mm-hmm. like, this is, especially if it's their first ICU rotation. Oh, yeah. So they're like, you know, help me here. We get to chat in. <laughs> You want to go have drinks after work? We going here. Mm-hmm. Invite invite Dr. So-and-so. Yeah. Invite him. Yeah, we do the, the fellows are the worst because they there for three years. And mm-hmm. so they really get to know people. And mm-hmm. they be like, you know, swing by. And I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's where we're going with that, huh? Already. Right. Okay. So the awkward thing is when, when, uh, when it doesn't, when work, it out. doesn't work out. <laughs> so like, you know, you then you're then you're there in this work environment, especially if there's some animosity and, and this particular interaction ended a little, a little, you know, hostile. A little hostile. Um, so, you know, interacting at that point, which is very awkward and, um, it, it was painful. It was painful to go through, mm. but then, you know, you're forced to be around that person and you start to you know, forgive each other and just move on and, and then things are fine. Um, but there was one situation later, you know, you'd think I'd, I'd learned my lesson the first time. <laughs> no. Of don't shit where you eat. You like, you, you, you like the controversy. But this is a juicy story. Are you oh ready Oh my for God, this? girl. Are you ready for this? DJ, turn my mic up. Okay. Turn my headphones up. I got to hear. Okay, let's go. So... Christmas party. Mm, oh god. Night shift Christmas party. Where at, everybody get drunk. Yeah. At this like <laughs> fucking dive bar where all the alcoholics go. There's no windows. So like oh it, it's god. like super dark in there and and it's at like seven AM. And I wasn't even working the night before. I just got a text that was like, Are you coming to the Christmas party? And I was like, You know what? Sure. What else am I gonna do at seven AM? I'll come. And so I go and I start chatting with this um, resident Mm -hmm. that I hadn't really had the opportunity to like really get to know at work. But, you know, he was cute. We were flirting. Mm -hmm. Um, And in case you're a nursing student, the doctors come to the Christmas party. They they usually pay for it, (laughs) which is even better. (laughs) So this guy, you know, we're flirting and whatnot. And I'm fucking drunk. 
it's seven it's eight a.m at this how point. are you drunk so early it's, in the morning right. it's it's a night shift thing you most of you probably know if you're a night shift nurse so you know i should have known i should have taken this as a red flag when i said let's do jello shots what and the guy said oh i don't take i don't eat gelatin i'm vegan okay that's that oh there, there's a, pork and jello isn't there should, it okay I there should it. have been that should have been a red flag okay no offense to you vegans out there <laughs> but that that should have that should have told me everything i needed that you to just know. didn't need to mess with this and guy. i was like oh vegan vegan huh, huh. Okay. okay whatever and then we <laughs> girl <laughs> So I um, pulled him into a, the bathroom and nope. made out with him I don't want to hear no bit. more of this story. <laughs> we made out. And that was it. Okay. And we, come, we come out. The bar manager was fucking pissed. She thought we were fucking in there, but we were Well, because why wouldn't you just make out in front of everybody? Because we were trying to be secretive. Not we, going into a bathroom. Because these are all our coworkers. We thought we were being secretive. Everyone saw it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, you guys were fucking in that bathroom. I'm like, no, we weren't. We really didn't, I swear. I would oh, tell I you. I mean, that's your vagina. So I went home with them later and then fucked him oh, in God. the apartment. <laughs> I want to so, go home. So, I don't want to record no more. No, no, no. <laughs> this this turns a, a, a sad a sad way. Okay. So we, we end up, like, dating, right, mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. And he just becomes, like really possessive and um very controlling wants Mm -hmm. to know what i'm doing at all times it's literally been three weeks and um you know he's mad that i'm like not inviting him to dinner with my friends and i'm like but you're vegan and also (laughs) but you're vegan and also like i want to be with my i need friend time and then yeah he brought me out to dinner once we were drinking and he made me cry because he started talking about how they rip baby calves from their mothers and continue to milk the mothers for, you know, long periods of time. He went and into like, his whole like whatever. vegan thing. And he like tapped into like the mother motherhood oh, in me God. of like and like triggering e- these emotions. And I'm like drunk. Right. So I'm like sobbing about these baby cows. Girl. From the, whatever. Like and he's like really rig. trying to pressure me into this like <laughs> veganism, vegan, veganism. And it just like fucking bothered me anyway. I feel like vegans are always trying to make other people vegans. Like wait. your life will be so much better. I, we know, we know <laughs> we will have so much more energy and things, but the food is not, Great. No. I don't want to eat all of that. Yeah. I want to eat what I want to eat. We're all going to die. Your right. tombstone will be next to me. Let's move on. <laughs> it was a very toxic situation. It so, sounds toxic. So one day I um, planned a birthday party for my f- one of my best friends who was also uh, an ER nurse. Mm-hmm. And we invited a bunch of people that we work with. And um, we go to this bar. You know, it's pre-covid so it's like fucking crowded or whatever mm-hmm. everyone's drinking and this um little gaggle of gay boys find me which i hey sweetheart they like the gays and i are just one and just one, one like, in the same I, I am a gay man stuck in a woman's body <laughs> is that's how my father describes me um so i just instantly connect and i usually have mutual friends with 
these people in the, in our community and they were great so we were dancing on the dance floor and i think one of them like kissed me mm-hmm. and this the guy i was dating ripped me off the dance floor with both hands pulled my arms pulled me off the dance floor shaking me and screaming in my face squeezing my arms scared the shit out of me oh so he like a mini what are you doing abuser yeah no he is an abuser oh, so uh, for real he's like what are you doing okay. you're embarrassing me like what the fuck do you think you're doing and i, I just you know kind of froze up and i'm wasted <laughs> and he goes well, if you walk away that's it i'm done and i like pull my arms out from his grip and i walk away like get and out of here he, so he left he left the bar and i was like oh thank god given this has only been like a it month it don't even or, sound like, like you guys were dating long enough and, but, like maybe two months of of casually dating like not even officially <laughs> in a relationship and so then he leaves so i just start to relax a little bit hang out with my friends we're sitting by the bar talking and I'm, I'm we meet these other people that work at the hospital mm-hmm. and we're sitting there chatting like I'm literally standing like you know three feet away from this guy in a group setting and out of nowhere here comes homeboy <laughs> and he pushes me he pushes me across the room pushes me back out of the way from my friends and then catches up to me grabs me again shaking me around screaming in my face and oh, he needed his ass beat is what you're trying yes. to say in and so nobody, many ways. Nobody did anything. Of course not, because... Everyone just watched ugh. him do this. And I froze up again. I just look at my friends and I'm like, we need to leave. Um, and we were going to go to the gay bar down the street where those gay bars <laughs> or the gay boys had been. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, push him away from me. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm leaving. So we we all walk as a group to this next bar and... He's like following, trailing behind, just like screaming my name, making a fool out of himself. Please stop. Talk to me. Like, this is, you know, Mm-mm. whatever. And I'm ignoring him. We get into the bar. I like weave through the dance floor trying to like lose him and like hide somewhere. And he catches up to me. Luckily, oh my God. luckily, my friend stayed with me and he starts shaking me again and squeezing my arms. And that time, I look over and I'm like, make him stop. And then, of course, because I do find, you know, gay men to be more virtuous mm-hmm. and protective mm-hmm. of women than straight men are. True. Um, True story. Especially in situations like that. And they like somebody was like, I'm going to call security, like get the fuck away from her, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he left. But I had fingerprints, bruises on my arms the next day. Mm-mm. And... Homeboy need his ass beat to this I day. I couldn't believe it. I sent him the picture and he instantly called me and was like, why do you have that picture? Why wouldn't I? And he's like, you're going to use that against me, aren't you? And why I'm, shouldn't I? And I'm like, I have it to show you what you did to me. Like, how fucking dare you? Oh, are you going to show people how terrible a person I am? Why? How dare you? Right. That is like the most privileged bullshit entitlement. Girl. Yeah. He can so, go to hell. So that was my horror story of dating in the workplace. I don't have no horror story like that, girl. I, I dated one guy. 
when I was when I worked in the gift shop right before I became a nurse, he was a transporter. And everybody know about transporters. They seem to always find their way to nurses. So he must have knew I was going to be a nurse or something. <laughs> so he was a transporter. He was cool. He used to stop in the gift shop all the time, try to talk to me. I'm like, okay, hey. But then we started hanging out more. I gave him my number. And we dated for about some months. I want to say almost six months. But towards the end, he was just always like, like kind of like saying, what you doing? Where are you going? Why are you doing that? And I was in nursing school. So I'm like, I'm in nursing school. you like, um, I have homework. Like, <laughs> and he was just, <sighs> he... He would emotionally manipulate me, mm-hmm. right? You're and so then finally I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I don't even at this point in my life, I didn't even think I was a bad bitch. So, but I was just like, forget him. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to answer to you. You're not my father. Right. So I was going out with my friends and he called me. He's like, What you doing? I'm like, getting ready. And he was like, getting ready for what? I'm like, I'm about to go out. And he was like, Go out. I was like, Yeah, I'm about to go out with my friends. Go out where? I said, Does it matter? <laughs> I'm going out. And he was like, why can't you tell me? I did. I just told you I'm going out. <laughs> That's the answer. Why are you acting like that? You always got a fucking ass. Uh, click, hung up. Never talked to him again after that. Good. He texted me like 500 times. I just don't know why you acting like this. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have nothing to say to you. I don't want to talk to you no more. I'm over it. I'm bored. You're boring. Um, Good for you. And so the bad parts, we still work together. <laughs> <laughs> so I be... In the gift gift shop, I could see out into the hallway and here he is put, walking past. By the way, the hospital I worked at, there was no patient area up there. So there was no reason for a transport. Right. To be he up was there. just walking by. He would just be walk by and then we were connected to a coffee shop. So he'd be in the coffee shop talking to this girl, like, oh, I'm going to talk to her. I'm like, talk to her. <laughs> talk, Big T. I don't care. Like, bro, <laughs> like, I don't care. Then he started dating this one girl who always would give us the side. When we were dating And I was like I knew you liked that girl And I knew you were Messing with her But girl That's your east side problem (laughs) (laughs) I do not care Anymore But some people A lot of people Have positive outcomes From them dating In the workplace Yeah For me I mean No It's not for me anymore (laughs) For me It's just It didn't it, uh, It never really worked out Either it was very toxic Or it was something I shouldn't be even Involving myself in So I I mean I want to hear some positive Stories from people Who like Found Bay In the elevator It does exist And you just looked And he looked And y'all was looking I'll just say That if you are In a healthy place You are you know, you really know yourself. You've processed all your shit, you know, because these stories came from the immediate aftermath of my divorce. So I was yeah. a hot fucking mess. <laughs> I didn't know how to set boundaries. Okay. That's I, very clear when you're when you're dating somebody yeah. in the workplace. Like yeah. it has to be about when we at work, we at work. Right. I, I had no idea what I was doing and I wasn't respecting myself. I wasn't giving myself time to heal before jumping into these very emotionally toxic, um, controlling situations. And actually like the aftermath of that assault really triggered me to be like, okay, I need to slow the fuck down. Like I, I can't keep just dating guy after guy after guy. Like I need Mm -hmm. to be alone for a little bit. I need to really focus on me and learn to demand respect. Like, 
I'm attracting this energy because I'm not healing. Yeah. I understand that. So I think that's a good point that if anybody is listening, you can take this away. Like one thing that you said was setting boundaries and making sure you're even ready mm -hmm. to date because that is a very like a mixing of two, two worlds. Yes. So there has to be an emotional maturity mm -hmm. there to and even stability. jump into yeah. something like that. Um, I work, I work with a nurse assistant and the nurse who are in the plant, who are getting married. Mm hmm. And they work together and they weren't meant to work together. Like she just happened to transfer there and he happened to get hired in that ICU. Um, I think she's on leave now, but either way they, when they were at work, I mean, they would take lunch together, mm -hmm. but they were never, you know, a lot of places try not to have you have um, not let you work on the same floor or unit mm -hmm. as a spouse because right. then it becomes an issue. Um, but even w since they worked in the same unit, she would never be placed in the same area as him. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really have time to interact outside of the time that they were allotted to interact. So setting boundaries is a huge, huge one. If you're going to do it, they got to be rules. We got to have an understanding. Right. Don't come up to me asking about no grocery list. We're not doing that. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> That's not what we're here to yeah. do. We not. Mm -mm. I and I I do know some really wonderful couples who met and married and are living great lives. I mean, at cool. work, but they were healthy, ha you know, healthy, happy, healthy people, people, happy people to begin with, and um, are living their best lives now. So I'm very happy for them. And stay away from the fuck boys. Yeah, stay away from the crazy, emotionally unstable doctors because unfortunately. They just spent all their time in school and don't know how to sometimes interact with actual human beings. It's true. It is a real thing. Ain't that the damn truth? <laughs> I like this episode. Date Fun yourself. Girl. Date yourself. Don't be like Nurse Ebony. Mm -mm. And um, what is it that you said? You were she didn't heal first. Yes. So she's here to be your to be your guide. I am your guide. I'm she's your older you. sister telling you. And now she just banging. Like now yeah. everybody just be like, hey girl. <laughs> I'm in a good place now. What what did that one guy tell you? He compared you to chicken wings or something. Oh god, like that. I got a DM in my <laughs> on my Instagram. He I mean, he was probably he was from He's from some a different country. country. Yeah. And he goes uh oh he goes you're delicious uh <laughs> like a like a hot spicy chicken <laughs> and you're you know you the your smoke like a joint and girl I, he was trying to use that translation app to a yeah, t he was trying he to be was. clever really so was. unless somebody is gonna go out the way to use the translation app and compare you to hot spicy chicken in a smoking joint <laughs> Like, it's not the time. I mean, don't do it yet. Chicken is good. And chicken is good. This okay, is good. and he even knew it. Like, I gotta, I gotta get bae. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> until next time, this with our messiness, <laughs> with uh, Nurse Ivory and Ebony, we will uh, talk to you next Monday or maybe the Monday after that. Okay. Bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>